You ever felt you're being watched sometimes? Have you ever had a cold shiver run down your spine? Sometimes we go through that. Sometimes we look for answers to questions we don't really truly understand. Like, are we truly alone in the universe? Is there life after death? This world is weird. It gets weirder by the day. And in that weird are questions that we have as curious beings known as humans. Tonight, we look into some of those questions and get a little weird. Cause we all are just a tad bit weird. Tonight on Weekend Weird. Welcome to Weekend Weird, the show about the weird and mundane out in this universe and beyond. I'm your host, creator, uh, producer, Mr. Everything, uh, Red Nick. Uh, I'm joined by today on this episode by my brother, uh, Chris, you remember him from the first OJ Simpson episode. Go ahead, say something, Chris. I just took an edible, so I feel real good right now. <laughs> Thanks for uh, sharing that with us, Chris. I really appreciate that, uh, man. Well, if you're listening to this, we're in day I totally forgot of the uh, great quarantine of the world. Like World War II, and I am each other right now. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is right now. Um, hell, we're recording this from two different places. Tiger King. Exactly. Yes, we're recording this watching Tiger King. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, well, if you're listening to this, you're still alive. Thank God, hopefully you're staying indoors, writing your congressman and senator, telling them to pressure the federal government to give us tests so we know who the hell has this virus and we could start trying to get back to normal because this really sucks. Nothing will ever be normal again because everything is going to be weird. Weekend, weird. This is why I love you, Chris. <laughs> you stay the stupidest shit in the world <laughs> and then think it's funny. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, I bet it is. Hell, I, I got a damn beer somewhere. <laughs> Try to... Well, no one can see this right now. <laughs> it's in the refrigerator. <laughs> Here, we'll, we'll grab it in a little bit. Right, I am a beer drinker. What are you talking about? All right. Well, topic of this episode, since when this will air is supposed to be, well, technically still is, WrestleMania weekend. Now, if you're know what WrestleMania weekend is. It's the biggest event and as they call it, sports entertainment. And the rest of the world calls it wrestling. Or as old timers like my grandmother call it, wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Watching that wrestling again, as she used to say when we were younger, which we me and my brother both thought that she couldn't pronounce wrestling. <laughs> Come to find out, wrestling is is a term people in the South you call professional wrestling. Wrestling. It actually is a distinct style of professional wrestling, but we'll get to that different day, different time. Um, Again, this is WrestleMania weekend, a lot of shows going on, but uh, where the WWE, the World Wrestling Entertainment, formerly the World Wrestling Federation, would call their, pretty much their Super Bowl weekend. This is Professional Wrestlers Super Bowl weekend. 
And uh, they come up and show you the greatness of which is the WWE and all their superstars. Excuse me. But one story they choose not to put out there that much is the story of one of their wrestlers by the name of Chris Benoit. Uh, Chris, you want to jump in and tell your memories of Chris Benoit? Um, well, being that he so far has been kind of erased mm-hmm. from um, the professional wrestling industry and anything outside of what fans bring up and what the media brings up, you know, none of the major sports or what. Yeah, major about wrestling or sport or whatever right. name it. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of the organizations bring his name up. Um, uh, one of the biggest memories I remember of Chris uh, Bill, actually, it's kind of hard to, when you think of his name, you think about huh. what happened. Right. What so mm-hmm. it's kind of like that foreshadows everything that he's accomplished in professional wrestling. But, you know, right now, to be honest with you, outside of the. Wrestling with shadows, you know, mm-hmm. that's what comes up right now. You know, how, how they did an excellent job, uh, they did a, a, not an excellent job, but they didn't really go into like an conspiracy. This is what you're going to do, Redneck, on the weekend. Weird, I'm going to c- go ahead, go ahead, finish. And, um, and, uh, what happened? Um, you know, they did a, a pretty good job, you know, um. And being more detailed into it. So, between uh, that and I would say Chris Jericho's podcast that he had with uh, Chavo Guerrero and uh, David Benoit, which is Chris Benoit's son, living son, and uh, uh, Nancy Benoit's only sister, you know, Chris Jericho kind of also like the, the novel. Tying some new stories on it, but you know, as far as the WWE, which the company works for, I would definitely say, uh, you know, shame on, not really shame on them, but it's kind of like, how, you know, dare you, kind of like, even though I understand he did was like horrible. It's, it's a lot more horrible shit, you know. Nothing compares to what he did, but it's some other horrible shit that other people have worked for that company has done, and they haven't erased their memories. Right. What my brother's talking about is uh, a documentary series of Vi- on Vice. Uh, it's called The Dark Side of the Ring. They just premiered their second season, and they did a two-parter on Chris Benoit, which is total coincidence that it happened to come out at that time and us doing this episode. Uh, I've been meaning to do this episode for a while now, but I wanted to make it towards WrestleMania weekend. I'm glad uh, I was just thinking about yeah. Uh, if you want to see the documentary after you listen to this podcast, um, it's on YouTube right now. It's for free. You could just type it up in the other episodes from the previous season. And uh, around the time that this episode will be released, is they've already debuted their uh, third episode of the season. But that's near or far between. Um, yeah, the WWE has once they found out what had happened. Um, that fateful day in June of 2007, um, they decided to completely bury the name Chris Benoit, not mention him, not mention his accomplishments whatsoever. Um, looking at their point of view, you don't know what would you do in that situation. The man had killed his um, wife and child. I mean, what, what exactly would you have done in that situation also? I mean, Barring what he had accomplished in the ring, this puts you in a very particular pickle. Um, But you don't forget about the people who survived this tragedy, Uh, mainly Benoit's other son and daughter from a previous marriage and um, his then wife Nancy Benoit remaining family or Chris Benoit's remaining family. Also, excuse me. Um, 
they're victims in this too. And they were not taken care of and given help by the WWE. It's literally the WWE told uh, all the wrestlers involved, even the friends of Chris Benoit, that their family is persona non grata. So I understand WWE's in a tricky situation and all of that at outside entities that really don't know anything about professional wrestling or attacking uh, professional wrestling and have been attacking professional wrestling for years, whether it's a circus carnival act or everyone's on steroids and or uh, they're violent people. Um, one of the purposes of the episode is to pretty much tell you get into the story a little bit of what had happened and dispel some of the myths that are out there about Chris Benoit, because this is a pretty fascinating case. And also, you know, um, as much flaws that professional wrestling has had over the years, and there's a lot of flaws, just like a lot of the sports around the world. Us, the fans, we love this sport. We love watching it. Right now, we're sitting in this this uh, quarantine. We're, and I can tell you right now, we miss professional wrestling live we miss it it's not just the big companies wwe and now aew all elite wrestling that comes on tnt but the smaller shows the international shows we miss being there we miss watching it and we want to get this back as quickly as possible yeah there's a lot of flaws a lot of things i like watching it for free at home and also watching it live in person that's just me. You had a good time at the last live. <laughs> you had a good time at the last live show we went to, AEW Revolution. Yeah, it was pretty fun. That was different, UB, you know. Yes. But, you know, that's just good. Yes. But, um, all right, let's get a little bit into the story because the story's been told on multiple uh, podcasts, wrestling podcasts, true crime podcasts. We're just going to get a little bit into the story a little bit, give you a little background on Chris Benoit, who he was as a person, talk about the fateful day, and uh, talk about some of the an- some of the answers what people had and what had truly happened that day. Uh, well, it's full, Chris Benoit's full name was Christopher Michael Benoit. He was born May 1967. He had a 22-year career in professional wrestling, working for uh, various promotions such as the WWE, World World Wrestling Entertainment, or back when he joined World Wrestling Federation, World Championship Wrestling, the defunct uh, competitor of the WWE, ECW, Extreme Championship Wrestling, another defunct Wrestling Corporation and New Japan Professional Wrestling, the number one uh, wrestling promotion in Japan. Uh, he had held twenty-two championships, tw- championships between all those federations, uh, and he was a two-time world champion. One time in WCW, another time in WWE. He held twenty-two championships. Again, one, he was a WCW World Heavyweight Champion, and he was the World Heavyweight Champion in WWE. Uh, And he was also booked to win a third World Championship, the ECW World Championship, on uh, the day of his death, because they had brought back ECW. Uh, He was the 12th WWE Triple Crown Champion and 7th WCW Triple Crown Champion, and the second of four men in history to cheat Chief both the WWE and WCW Triple Crown Championships. That means winning all of their major belts. Um, he's also the only one of only two men to enter the Royal Rumble. Uh, what? What, Chris? <laughs> oh, yeah, you know why you say that we both are looking at Tiger King on two different locations, so. You're going to hear some chuckle with a laugh. Okay, all right. So trying to keep it down. This is crazy. Again, he was also one of only two men, the other one being Shawn Michaels, uh, to enter number one in the Royal Rumble and win it all. So. (laughs) He did not enter number one. He did not enter number one. He entered number one, but he didn't win it. 
All right. Benoit was born in Montreal, Quebec, even though he grew up in Edmonton, Alberta, uh, the sons of Michael and Margaret Benoit. Um, he also has a sister living near Edmonton. During his childhood and early adolescence in Edmonton, Benoit idolized Tom Billington, who was known as the Dynamite Kid, and Brett. And Bret Hart. Thank you, Chris. And at 12 years old, he attended... Stand-up guy right there, Bret Hart. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. And at 12 years old, he attended a local wrestling event at which the two performers stood out above everyone else. And Benoit, from there, Benoit knew he wanted to do. He went to train to become a professional wrestler in the infamous Hart Family Dungeon, uh, receiving his wrestling education under the patriarch Stu Hart. In the ring, Benoit emulated both Billington, the Dynamite Kid, and Bret Hart, cultivating a high-risk style and physical appearance uh, more, resi- re- re- uh, more resilient of the former uh, Dynamite Kid. If you take a look at a picture of the Dynamite Kid, Google Tom Billington, uh, the Dynamite Kid, and you put it with a picture Right next to Benoit, they both look similar. The same build style. The only difference is that Billington is from England and Benoit is from Canada. So um, he started off, Benoit started off at Stampede Wrestling, which was owned by Stu Hart. The guy that trained him. From there, he moved on to New Japan uh, Professional Wrestling, uh, winning their IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Uh, The IWGP uh, stands for International Wrestling Grand Prix. Kind of a fictional body within professional wrestling. You got to know the terms. Um, And there he met his best friend um, in Japan, Eddie Guerrero. A name will come up a little bit later. Also working with other guys such as uh, Juice and Thunder Liger, uh, Chris Jericho, La Champion, (laughs) Chris Jericho, um, and Gato, who's now the guy that's their head, uh, New Japan's head booker. Gato? No, Gato. Gato? Yeah, G-E-D-O. It's pronounced... His name is Gato. That's not his real name. That's his wrestling name. Oh, I was about to say, that's his real name, Gato? No, Gato. Gato. That's yes. Like, that's like a damn thing you throw in your face. So, Gato. <sighs> Thank you. All right, keep going. Um, from when he went to Japan, uh, he was uh, taken a look at by World Championship Wrestling, which at the time was the number two wrestling promotion in the United States. Um, they took a look at him. He wrestled a couple of matches. He ended up leaving to go to Extreme Championship Wrestling, which at the time was the third most uh, popular wrestling promotion in the United States. He did some matches there. Um, he gained his name the Crippler because he accidentally during one match. Uh, what makes you think that someone would get the nickname the Crippler from eating a lot of cheesesteaks? Because was the ECW of Philadelphia? Right? Right? Yes, it was based out of Philadelphia. Okay. Cheesesteaks. No, he didn't cripple. Look at a picture of Benoit. Does that man look like he even had a cheesesteak in his life? (sighs) He gave the nickname the Crippler because he accidentally knocked out a professional, a professional wrestler he was working with, Rocco Rock, and he also. Accidentally broke another wrestler's uh, neck within the ring. He actually broke the neck of Sabu, who's another really crazy high flyer wrestler, and he accidentally broke his neck. Even though Benoit felt terrible about it, the owner of ECW, Paul Heyman, was like, That's it. We're calling you the Crippler. Yeah, okay. Good booking, Paul Heyman. Yeah. One of few uh, <laughs> booking that he had. Uh, from there, um, he was forced to Benoit was forced to leave ECW because his work visa had expired, and the owner Paul Heyman 
uh, failed to uh, renew it on time. So uh, Benoit, instead of being in trouble with the naturalization office of federal government, decided to leave uh, the United States. United States and toured Japan, and uh, from there, WCW had called and wanted to bring him back in for his work that he had been doing in ECW, and they were able to take care of his visa situation. From there, he was able to uh, join uh, WCW, and from there, he was able he was recruited into one of the greatest uh, wrestling stables of all time, the Four Horsemen. Chris. <laughs> Which was led by Ric Flair. Uh, you, if, even if you're not a wrestling fan, you know who Ric Flair is. Uh, Ra- nature the, the Nature Boy. He likes, he likes, he likes boys. He likes being called the Nature Boy. <laughs> That's not what that means. <laughs> but at, at the time, the Four Horsemen consisted of. Rick Flair, Arn Anderson, and Brian. Anderson. The Enforcer. What was it? Was it Double A? Double A or the Enforcer? Yeah, and uh, Brian Pillman. What was his day? Everybody had the day. Yeah, the nature boy, the Enforcer. <sighs> And you had the crippler. What was Brian? First, he was flying Brian. Then he became the loose cannon. Yeah, the loose cannon. Yeah, it's a different story for a different day on a different podcast. Uh, <laughs> plenty of stories written about Brian Pillman. Brian Pillman ended up leaving to go to the WWE. Um, that's a very long and complicated story. So they ended up bringing in. Uh, Steve Mongo McMichael, uh, which eighty-five Bears. Yeah, he was the starting defensive tackle for the eighty-five Bears. <laughs> just, uh, already. He's not really a big guy, but you know, he's like older. Yeah, and really though, when you, when you see him at like fantasy football conventions, if you say the four horsemen, he gladly say fuck the four <laughs> That's good to know. So don't bring up the four horsemen underneath his uh, <laughs> underneath him. Um, from there, he was able to win multiple championships. But really, at the time, he was really upset uh, with his position in the company. He should have been felt that he should have been uh, a little bit higher in the company, uh, but it was constantly because. Uh, put towards the mid-card because of older wrestlers who management felt they were able to still sell tickets to the place. So what had happened was um, in 2000, him, Eddie Guerrero, two other wrestlers, Perry Saturn and Dean Malenko, ended up letting their contracts expire and going oh, over. Or 90s mixed stars that were too drunk to wrestle. So it sucked at the time. WWF at the time was kicking WWF ass. But you had Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock right there. Two mega stars currently still today. Global icons. If you probably said they name of the country in the world, everybody knows who the hell they are. Was like their top stars. And then you had guys like. Undertaker, Kurt Angle, Triple H. So, hell, WWE was must-see TV while WCW was like, eh, let's just try to get through tonight because we get paid. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Well, I'm sorry. I want. I was more of a WCW person than a WWE person. Yeah, 
and keep the world. Meanwhile, Raw was showing breath and I'm sorry, you're watching two of the greatest wrestlers that ever lived. Okay, Mary Mysterio is a legend. Put some respect on his name, all right? Put some respect. He is to, he's a legend in Mexico. And you never every time those two dudes put on a match, you were not leaving disappointed. You over here with your pre-adolescent fucking ass want to sit here and watch fake implants and perverts go puppies and kitties instead of watching actual wrestling. I'm a man, but when you say professional wrestling, I want to watch professional wrestling. You know what? There's a time and a place for that. There's a time and a place. If I want to watch professional wrestling, I'm going to watch professional wrestling. You got that? All right, so back to the story. Benoit and the rest of them end up jumping ship. Um, WCW ends up phoning. Benoit eventually, after a couple of years, becomes world champion. Um at WrestleMania 20 in a match against Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Um, that's what he is so far. So we got to start talking about when Benoit had uh, started going really taking a turn. Uh, but first, we need to do a commercial break for one of our sponsors coming in. So, yes, I have sponsors. Is that okay, Chris? The You'll hear it on on the, when this re- episode is released. Yeah. Chris, you want to know how much I've been paid off this off this podcast? Right now, thirteen bucks. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Let's uh, take a break for our sponsors. Uh, we'll be right back. All right, we're back. So we left left off. It was uh, we talked about Chris Benoit had jumped ship from WCW to WWE. Uh, Russell. A lot of high-profile matches end up winning the world uh, championship at WrestleMania 20. Um, from there, he ends up losing it to Randy Orton at uh, that year's SummerSlam. Uh, he then you know why you think he lost it? it supposedly, the word is in the locker room and what everybody said. He wasn't a draw. He didn't make move the needle. He didn't bring in no money. People actually turned away from watching wrestling when he goes to heavyweight camp. Well, also, he didn't get any better when Randy Orton was there. Yeah, but then also, too, to get, like, Steve Boston, like, stop wrestling, The Rock stop wrestling, The Bowie stop wrestling. Yeah, all these people, yeah, all these guys had re- retired while The Rock had went over to Hollywood. What episode was that? No, I don't. I don't remember that. Jack. Jack. Yeah. 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 I haven't watched it in years, Chris. Oh, okay. We don't need the the theme song. <laughs> for it. I, I do appreciate the effort, Chris. Um, so, pretty much... I love how the person that said it behind you goes to at her. Yeah, it's my mother. Say hi to mom. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> he he, he asks how you're dealing with quarantine. She, she said she's surviving, brother. <laughs> All right, so so event so 
uh, eventually it started started going downhill for Chris Benoit when Eddie Guerrero had passed in 2005. Um, he ended up passing from um, heart ailments. Uh, they didn't know he had had. Eddie Guerrero had a really bad drug problem, but he was able to kick the last couple of years of his life and ended up becoming uh, born-again Christian and becoming more uh, popular in the ring um, for that during that period of time, he ended up passing away uh, before uh, for a show in San Antonio, Texas, um, in 2005. And him and Benoit were very close um, since meeting in Japan um, back in the 80s. And from what people had said uh, and testified, not only throughout various specials and um, podcast, but also the dark side of the ring, is that Benoit was not the same after Guerrero had passed. Um, he was not the same at all. Um, Can you go into detail what you mean by he was not the same? Um, what, well, Eddie Guerrero's um, widow, Vicky Guerrero, had testified that uh, he Chris Benoit had stayed over their house for a period of a couple of weeks, and uh, she would find him over on uh, any side of the bed, just crying his eyes out in a ball. Okay. Going, I mean, people deal with grief in different ways. It's just the way um, he had deal with it. Deal with it. So, this is a conspiracy theory show, right? No, this is not a conspiracy theory show, Chris. This is this deal with conspiracies, right? If a conspiracy, yeah, we examine it. Yes. What is your conspiracy theory? Go ahead. Like, when did this all happen? Twenty oh eight, two thousand eight, two thousand seven. Now it's twenty twenty now. So. If you hear some stuff like a grown man cried over another grown man's pillow, do you think it was something? I'm just saying. No! Okay. Shit! No! All right, people deal with grief in different ways. I I didn't say it, but I'm just saying. No! If it was, it's not your business. Stop it. Oh, God. This is why this is why I only allow you on the show once a year. <laughs> it's going to be less than that. Once every two, three years. Hey, shit, once every goddamn end of the end of the world. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. All, right. All right. Let's let's and also at the same also around that same time is that Benoit lost another friend. Also, around that same time, uh, so he's not in the right state of mind. Um, people are dropping dead in front of him. He's constantly pressure um, to perform. All these things lead up to possibly what had happened that day. So let's talk about what had happened that day on June twenty fifth, two thousand seven. Police entered Benoit's home in Fayetteville, Georgia, where WWE uh, Benoit's employees requested a welfare check. See, Chris Benoit had been scheduled to uh, compete in a pay-per-view that Sunday. Also, there was other shows going on that weekend. Uh, He was supposed to uh, to be in a uh, match for the vacant ECW World Heavyweight Championship that it ended up bringing back because of popular demand, the brand ECW. Uh, They become a third brand within the uh, WWE WWE, uh, Cavalcator shows. He was supposed to face CM Punk that night uh, for that vacant title, and from what we were told, Benoit was going to win it. He had yet to show, he did no show that event. And also the weekend's events. He ends up calling uh, beforehand, I think that Thursday, calling uh, WWE officers saying that his wife and child are at food poisoning and he had to take them to the hospital. Of course, there was no hospital records and he took them over there. 
And then they had yet to hear from him at all that weekend, except for him uh, sending weird messages to his friend Chavo Guerrero, who was uh, Eddie Guerrero's nephew and another professional wrestler. Um, the officers discovered the bodies of Benoit, his wife Nancy, and 70-year-old son Daniel around 2.30 Eastern Standard Time. Upon investigating, no additional suspects were sought by authorities. It determined that Benoit had committed the murders himself. Over a three-day period, Benoit had killed his wife and son for committing suicide. His wealth was bound before the killing. His son was drunk with Xanax and likely unconscious before Benoit strangled him. Benoit then committed suicide by hanging himself in his gym with his uh, pull-down lap machine. Got any thoughts, Chris? Mm-hmm. No, no, no thoughts. <laughs> Just, no thoughts. Okay. Well, the W canceled the uh, scheduled three-hour long live show on the 25th. It replaced the broadcast version with a three-hour tribute to his life and career, including past mess- matches and segments from Midwall's DVD Hard Knocks and comments from wrestlers and announcers. However... Once details of the murder-suicide became apparent, WWE quickly and quietly began distancing themselves from the wrestler by removing merchandise and no longer mentioning him. On the June 26th episode of ECW, began with Vince McMahon, the chairman of the company, addressing the television audience about the circumstances surrounding the murder-suicide and announcing there would be no more mention of Benoit that night other than his comments. Toxicology reports released on July 17, 2007, revealed that at the time of their death, Nancy Benoit had three different drugs in her system, Xanax, hydrochrome, and uh, hydromorphine, all which could be found at the, th- at the therapeutic rather than toxic levels. Daniels was, his son Daniel was found to have Xanax in his system which had led the chief medical examiner to believe he was sedated before he was murdered. Benoit was found to have Xanax, hydrocrotone, and elevated levels of testosterone caused by a, by a synthetic form of the hormone in his system. The chief medical examiner attributed the testosterone levels to Benoit possibly being treated for a deficiency caused by his previous steroid abuse or testicular insufficiency. There is no indication that anything in Benoit's body committed contribute to his violent behavior that led to the murder-suicide, concluding there was no Roy Rage involved. Side note, also, there's no such thing as Roy Rage. There's zero evidence and points that steroids contributes to risen um, emotions. I don't know about that. I would. I just seen videos of people who took steroids and fucking aggression go up like instantly. Like, okay, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Bodybuilders, how many times have you heard about them getting in trouble with the law? Very low. But when they sometimes they take the shit and then they're in the gym and they're fucking like. Mm-hmm. We don't know. What I'm trying to say is, we don't know enough about steroids. It hasn't been enough. Yes. So what? So because you you, you kind of get the picture that he attacked the wife and then he just happened to kill her. Now she was strung out on drugs. No, she was at a therapeutic level. She could have been taking them for pain. Okay. It wasn't at a toxic level. Mm-hmm. But did, did, now, did she have, like, that hurts like she had a broken back? Yeah. Like, she. He strangled her. He put her. He put her. His knee in her back when he was strangling her. Oh, wow. And he strangled her with a phone cord, do you say? I believe so, yeah. Uh, prior to the murder-suicide, Benoit was given illegal steroids not in compliance with the WWE's Talent Wellness Program in February 2016, which the Talent Wellness Program had been implemented after the death. Yeah. What? Because when you watch the Dark Shadows, they said that... Dark Side of the Ring. Dark Side of the Ring, I'm sorry. Uh, that, that 
day, like a Friday, Benoit and the boys had a barbecue. Mm-hmm. Then that night, supposedly, something happened to the wife. Then the next day, then they, the boy and the, the boy and Benoit went to sleep. Saturday, sat Friday night to Saturday. Wasn't there a picture of Chris Benoit taken at like a medical doctor's office? No. Yeah, there was. There's like the last picture of him taken. There was a picture of him taking a baseball cap at a doctor's office. I don't. That was like the day before they found like his body. It might have been. I didn't see that part of the episode, and I don't know yeah. why is that. Why is it relevant? His last photo to ever take. But why is it relevant? Okay, because that means that this man went to sleep two nights in a row with dead bodies. Yeah. <laughs> and this dude is fucked up. <laughs> okay, he comes. The WWE Talents program was uh, uh, implemented after the death of Eddie Guerrero. It's a joke then, and it's a joke now. That's what I want to see. This guy, Benoit, had steroids in his system. The talent, the wellness talent, wellness program was supposed to get that, was supposed to detect that. Now, there's some wrestlers who um, will swear to this day. That that talent program it was legit. Chris Jericho was like, you couldn't have a joint, you couldn't have a piece of, you couldn't have an aspirin. Yeah, to certain people, ask Triple H at the time to take the test. Ask uh, John Cena to take the test. Randy Orton to stop, stop. No, no, I don't care. Randy Orton failed the test, failed the wellness program three times. Was been fired. Was not fired. Hell, now you can't get fired from wellness program. Wellness program uh, violations. They don't want you to fucking go to the company. They don't want you to go to the because that's exactly what he said. He doesn't want you to go to a uh, AEW, does New Japan or Impact Wrestling or NWA or MLW or Ring of Honor or Mexico. It's a joke. So, during the investigation, steroid abuse revealed that revealed that other wrestlers also had been given steroids during that time, and led to a large suspension, steroid suspension. So WWE, WWE can look good within the media eye, media's eyes. After the double murder suicide, former wrestler Quince Nowinski had contacted Chris Benoit's father, Michael Benoit. So suggesting that years of trauma to his son's brain may have led to his actions. Tests were concluded on Benoit's brain by Julian Bales, the head of neurosurgery at West Virginia University. It showed that the results showed that Benoit's brain was so severely damaged that it resembled the brain of an 85-year-old Alzheimer's patient. He was reported that he had advanced form of dementia, similar to the brains of four retired NFL players who had suffered multiple concussions, sank into deep depression, and harmed themselves or others. Bales's colleagues concluded that repeated concussions can lead to dementia, which could tribulate to severe behavior problems. Uh-huh. So he had CTA. He had, he had CTA. Times shorter than a boxer and three times shorter than an NFL player. Yeah. There's no, uh, with professional wrestling, there's no retirement plan. Okay. Unless there's no uh, medical plan. Mm-hmm. Hell, Randy, uh, not Randy, Randy Piper said that. He said it like shit, 65. Come on. I ain't gonna. Guys are dropping dead, or uh, yeah, he dropped dead at 64. Guys that dying at 60, 50s, mm-hmm. young. 40, 30. And they're supposed to be independent contractors. And by definition, independent contractors are should be able to work 
anywhere they please. Hey, on a side note, I just thought I was just reading stuff. Uh, Trump, President Trump really looked after the independent contractors with the stimulus package. You think he had professional wrestlers on the side? He was such a huge professional wrestling fan that he has this man's twice as his captain. Okay, I'm not pass. <laughs> Talking about that fucking orange bastard. Um, hey, yeah, I don't care. No, Leo, you could turn the channel. Um, you mean turn it off? Not, whatever. Off. Can I finish, Chris? Mm-hmm. Hey, just call me by my name. Just call me fucking by by my nickname. I don't want people googling me. Call me Furlough. Furlough, <laughs> you want me to call you Furlough? Yeah, are you Furlough? <sighs> you will return it. Keep talking. You shouldn't say that anymore. <laughs> you should not say that. Back to what I was saying. Back to what I was saying before I have aneurysm on my own show. Independent contractors should have the ability to work anywhere at any time. Not by WWE standards. They're signed to a contract. Whether it be a couple of years, five years, etc., They, by definition, should be considered employees. WWE is a billion-dollar corporation and cannot pay their employees and their wrestlers like employees. Let's be like this. Let's keep it real. Those who don't understand, WWE pimp the wrestlers are the The wrestlers gotta make that money. Some of the top wrestlers get the most money. That's the top coach. Some of these hoes make it out of the game. They make nations. Chris, 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 shut up. Thank you, Chris. I do appreciate your candor and honesty. Um, yeah, WWE is a billion dollar corporation. They should be treating the wrestlers like employees. They're not like other professional wrestling entities, whether they're independents. The only other, only two other uh, companies that should be treating their wrestlers like employees is AEW and Ring of Honor because they have multi-billion dollar ownership. Mm-hmm. Well, you can make a case for Impact Wrestling, but those places that I just named, they can work other places. WWE, you can't work anyplace else. Well, that's the most See, that's my hope. That's, that's, that's that pimp guy. That pimp guy. Because real pimp ain't gonna let his hoes go work anywhere else. Be like, dog, you stuck in my life. I own you. And when I'm done with you, I hope you got I want my old cold hose back. <laughs> I want my old cold hose back. Please come back. <laughs> Oh, ghoul. Thank you. Let's get back to the story because we're running low on time. Who is WWE's top performer right now? Vince McMahon. No, no, no. Top performer. Vince McMahon. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's not Vince McMahon, who they always say the most. The WWE. And the Roman Reigns, he's the top guy. You think he's the top guy. They're not. The brand, the actual brand, WWE. No one can be bigger than the brand. There's people's faces on stuff. Yeah, you buy a t-shirt, it might be t-shirt with Ricochet. 
I want to end this show real bad right now. Um, With this case, there is some stupid conspiracy theories that go around. And the main conspiracy theory that goes on along with this this case, this tragic case, is that someone else did the murder murder of Nancy Daniel and Chris Benoit. And the name Kevin Sullivan keeps coming up. Let me debunk this stupid fucking conspiracy theory right here, right now. Now, if you're not sure with the name Kevin Sullivan, Kevin Sullivan was a professional wrestler himself and also Nancy Benoit's second husband. He was also one of the head, professional wrestler and one of the head uh, producers slash bookers. Bookers are the ones that set up the matches in professional wrestling. Um, and works how they're going to start, begin, and end along with the professional wrestlers. Kevin Sullivan was one of the bookers at that time. And he booked a story that Chris Benoit was having an affair with his wife, Nancy. His wife, Chris Benoit's and Kevin's, Nancy Benoit was a wrestler herself and a woman. Forgot to mention that at the beginning of the show. And he had booked a story and pretty much he booked himself into an actual real life. Uh, she was cheating that she did leave Kevin Sullivan for Chris Benoit. Now the dark side of the dark side of the ring fills in much of the gaps and what had happened between then. But by from Nancy's sister's point of view is that Kevin Sullivan was physically and mentally abusive towards Nancy and Chris Benoit was there to protect Nancy and uh, get her out of that situation. Kevin Sullivan denies this had ever happened and refused to go on the show. He's also refused to talk about this story, except for maybe once or twice. The conspiracy theory that goes around is that because Kevin Sullivan had a grudge, it was really, really hated the both of them that he kills Nancy, kills their son, and kills Chris Benoit. Kevin Sullivan is twice the age of Chris Benoit and twice the weight. If you see a picture of Kevin Sullivan uh, 10 years ago and you see a picture of Chris Benoit, you can easily say Chris Benoit can really kick the crap out of Kevin Sullivan. (laughs) Yeah. Chris Benoit Yes, yeah, that is true. The stupid conspiracy theory comes up that puts this innocent guy first because they put this conspiracy theory because some people was like, well, he was into devil worshiping. That was his character in wrestling. You're a fucking moron if you believe that. I don't know Kevin Sullivan. He might be a wife of being a spousal piece of shit, but he's not a damn murderer. And I thank God this conspiracy theory had died, but there's still a bunch of idiots that still come up with this stupid ass conspiracy theory. Yeah. So it's impossible. It's highly impossible. Chris Benoit did this thing. He affected a lot of people. He almost killed the wrestling industry. He does not belong in the Hall of Fame. Please stop asking him to be put in the Hall of Fame. Please stop. He's not going in the Hall of Fame. Nancy Benoit, that's a totally different story. She belongs in the Hall of Fame. Well, I don't think you can say her last name Benoit. Like well, her, her, her maiden name. She belongs in the Hall of Fame. Chris Benoit does not. This he almost killed this thing almost killed the wrestling industry. I'm glad it didn't, but it made some changes. No, it was like we got more. Yeah, there's large changes that were made. These uh no more unprotected chair shots in the head. That's done. People are more uh looking out along with this and in the NFL looking uh looking into uh concussions. Main moves that Chris Benoit used was the the flying hit button, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. So the hits, so a lot of the wrestlers, they feel like wrestling, like, 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 like,
you know, don't do this. You can use it for years and it fucking spine up and probably raised his life really messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, even up to the, the day he died, he messed up flying headless and the dynamite hit. Right. He used to fly him as a finisher and which put his ass in the wheelchair for like the last 30 years. Of right. life. And Chris Benoit, you know, fucking used it for years and, and he killed himself, his wife and his, his son. You know, so, uh, you know, who uses it now? Doesn't it Daniel Bryan? Use it? He, he semi uses it every once in a while and I wish he would stop using it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He had a concussion problem, and he hasn't seen. He had it with that. It's that doesn't have anything to do with anything. It, it's thing. I'm not brushing over the the move itself. It's just we gotta keep moving, and also. Some things I'm on a time frame. Let's take one more break and we'll be right back. Okay, you we're back. Uh, you were saying, Chris? Uh, no, no, I was just talking about like uh, blue shrimp and FaceTime. <laughs> yeah. Tiger. Tiger King, for God's sakes. <laughs> okay, yeah, we were talking about head injuries. Yeah, there's the unprotected. Yeah. And even though. There's a lot of people doing risky stuff within professional wrestling. That's how it's always been because you're trying to get noticed by people who want to, by people with money. You got to get noticed. You're not going to get paid doing this stuff, being cautious, unless you have a specific look that someone's looking for. Like Vince McMahon looks for big, Vince McMahon is a strange man anyway. He looks for big. Muscular yeah, dude. They made more than that. They made more than that. Okay. Yes. Like all together, you rattle them all up. Oh, we probably paid them about what less than a hundred million. Or even if that, I'm just reaching for that. Maybe less than 75 million. Maybe less than You know the tag, Chris, you know the tag team, The Revival. Mm-hmm. Now, The Revival want to leave to go over to the competitors' AEW. Mm-hmm. Their contract's about to expire. You know what the last offer they had offered both of them to stay? To share the contract, or they go, Well, you get this is your contract, this is your contract. Two different contracts, no, t- t- two different contracts, but they're still together. Okay, well, yeah. they offer five years, ten million dollars, five million dollars a piece. It's a million dollars a year for a tag team, they think that's middle of the road. Vince McMahon doesn't like tag team wrestling. Their final offer was $1 million a year for five years. They said no. I think maybe. Yeah, I think it's 10 million a year. Yeah. yeah see, that's the pimping game. Well, you can see he's pimping them because he's hardly showing up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And half of that is going to him, too. Who gets the first? 
I think Brock does. <laughs> yeah, they got right him a check. But he gets half. What the fuck are you talking about? He gets half. They write his check. He's only showing up to... No, it's not. It's called I fuck the system over. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> to my brother's a high, high idiot. <laughs> I said you're a high idiot. What the hell is a hysterectomy? What the hell? Talk about a hysterectomy. <laughs> How do you get aneurysm from hysterectomy? <laughs> How the? How do, I, I want my old co-host back. I want my old co-host back. I, I want my old co-host back. Okay, so that was the story of Chris Benoit. My brother is still calling himself a carpet. The carpet. The carpet. Excuse me. But uh yeah, I see the lights, probably the lights. Yeah, that's all the time we have again for uh weekend weird. Um yeah, you make sure you go get that damn heart checked out of yours. I don't need to have a stroke. Yeah, okay. What you're too that I don't know how the hell you get a hysterectomy out of uh, this is from Never mind. Okay. Um, folks, we ask you again uh, to stay indoors um, if you have to. I know everyone keeps saying that, elected officials, celebrities, whatever, but it is important. We have to stem this epidemic from reaching all of us. We must protect those who are vulnerable, not just the elderly, but people with immune deficiency. Um we need to protect them. Um, so if you don't need to be out on the streets, uh, stay at home. Um, there's some of us who can't. I have to be out there. I have to work out there. I'm a truck driver. I need to be out there. Um, it does suck, but what can you do? Um, but also at the same time, instead of yelling at people and trying to shame people for being out there, yeah, it's important that they don't be out there if they need be. Please the anger and pent-up aggression that you have, save it for our elective officials, local, state reps, uh, U.S. reps, U.S. senators, to tell us to tell the U.S. government to give us testing. We need testing. We need to know who has this virus and who doesn't have this virus. We cannot continue to be able to make strides. We cannot continue to get back to normal without this testing. The federal government led under Donald Trump will not allow will not give us enough tests. It will not pay for it. This is unacceptable. We need to get in our elected officials' faces to tell them to start to tell the federal government to give off these tests by any means necessary, even if it means threatening the United States government. We cannot get back to normal. We need to know who has this and who doesn't, and we need it by testing. So instead of just yelling at people for being outdoors and trying to shame people, we need you need to shame our public officials to give us tests. They're over here talking about another month extension to the third April the 30th uh, for the federal government for people to stay indoors, but yet you're still not giving us testing. We're not going anywhere. This this will we won't know who has this disease. We will not get back to normal without testing. Get on the horn, send emails to your elected officials, tell them to put pressure on the federal government to give us testing. Tell them if you don't, people people's lives will be lost and they're not responsible for what would happen next. Because if we have to take the streets and have to risk our lives to get testing, we are prepared to do that. So, again, if you don't need to be out there, out on the streets, be at home. But take that time to write your elected officials to tell them we need testing and we need a cure for this. So, again, for myself, the carpet... <laughs> 
who was formerly my br- the artist who was formerly my brother. Thank you for listening to Weekend oh, Weird. That's quarantine life for myself. The carp in the carpet. Thank you for listening to Weekend Weird. You stay weird because being weird is really cool. Thank you very much. Uh huh. Peace out now.